Starting in 1956 and for the next 12 years until he retired, D. Martin Lloyd-Jones, one of my favorite theologians, maybe at least in part because of how cool his name is, he taught Romans for 12 years. On the topic of grace in particular, he said this, it's risky, but the fact that some take it to an unwise extreme is proof that a minister is indeed preaching the true grace of God. Chuck Swindoll in his book, Grace Awakening, says this, if you claim to be a messenger of grace, if you think you're really preaching grace, yet no one is taking advantage of it, maybe you haven't preached it strong enough. Hey, it's Pastor Mike. Welcome to the podcast where we spend a little time each week with a guest digging through the content from the previous week. We break it into bite-sized pieces and then push it out thrice weekly. We hope it helps you put God at the center, follow Jesus better, and love one another more practically. We call it ReChurch. Yeah, similar to grace, the topic of faith alone in Christ as our salvation, as our defining characteristic as Christians is equally challenging, if not disturbing to most people. It seems like we should be depending on behaviors of all sorts to define us as Christians. But in fact, the scriptures say that faith alone in Christ alone is what separates us from the rest of humanity. Adam and I dig into this a little bit deeper as we move into the second part of our discussion about Romans chapter 15. Take a listen. So uh, when we got to Romans 14, this past week, um, probably the most significant thing I said was, I'm just repeating Paul, really, basic theology, basic Christology. There is really only one defining I don't know, characteristic of a Christian, and that is their faith in Christ. Galatians 5, 6 says something along those lines. Only one thing counts, faith expressing itself through love. Right. It sounds very extreme. Maybe it is very extreme. Because when you think about a Christian, and you were to say, describe a Christian for me, it would have to do with a lot of other things, which are all good. Right. To say none of that counts. Yeah. I yeah. Then I I think it starts to show how posture plays a role mm-hmm. and um how how posture towards Christ and then how he allows us to uh or how he brings us into calibration with him and alignment with him so that our posture towards others is more like his uh how that trumps yeah. even the things like proximity mm. you know i've spent my whole life around the church uh it, it, it's in a lot of ways home to me but if my posture isn't making it home for others mm-hmm. then i have that same problem i'm the older brother of the prodigal yeah. son story when um pastor darren gets into romans 13 this week and then we talk about romans 12 the week after 
you're going to see Paul directing quite a bit of good work, like what Christians should do and what they shouldn't do. Yeah. Um, what, what I mean is the idea that there is one defining characteristic. It is faith in Christ that, that reconciles you with God, is your hope for the future, and is the only thing that counts. But there is a lot of ways that that's going to work itself out and change the way you live, change the way you love, change the way you view yourself, the way you view others, the way you spend your money, how you earn your money. I mean, it does work itself out in all these different ways. Um, it's going to, it's going to rein in eventually sort of the fleshly sinful desires of our life that we've been pursuing and didn't even know. I mean, there's a lot of correction that's going to start happening for eternal sake, but those things, although you could probably say make people recognizable as Christian, what matters is because yeah. it could make you recognizable and you could not be. Because there's a lot of that. There's a lot of right. Christian looking people that don't trust Christ. They're not saved. It's like it is not behavioral. You have to somehow hold those things in tension. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's an interesting point because there's a sense in which what we're saying is if 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 you look at my actions, you could tell me where I where I am right now in my life. But if you look at my heart's desires, you can tell me where I will be mm-hmm. down the line. And I think there's a sense in which Paul is calling for that larger vision, eyes up on the horizon with Christ only on the horizon mm-hmm. and and faith expressing itself in love than saying we're doing something more beautiful than simply managing our behavior right now. We have uh, a horizon line that's pulling us towards a more beautiful future. Mm-hmm. We're animated by that. Yeah. Our our the the ways we even express our faith from culture to culture from family to family um differ there are some things that don't there are some there's certainly things in the bible that we're all called to do all called not to do but um there's so much differentiation and if you go to chapter 16 back there and you realize man Masters and slaves and when and women and old and young and Jew and Gentile all in the same room. You, there just had to have been a diversity of, if they didn't have Christ, there's just no way they could get along. But then they started judging one another based on these, what Paul calls disputable things. Yeah, it sounds like they were struggling a little bit. Yeah. It, you, you, how could you not? So... This is what happens. I've been down this road multiple times. When you start talking about grace or faith alone, questions will come that say, wait a minute, aren't there things that we cannot tolerate as right. Christians? There's behaviors that are wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the hard spaces for us because we kind of live in a context in you know 2021 and in the west where we're presented with a bit of a false dichotomy mm-hmm. right we we're kind of presented with this idea that says you either judge people or 
you celebrate their every action. Yeah. And we think that those are the two options. Yeah. But I, I think that actually Paul seems to be suggesting kind of a third way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Often Jesus does the same, where there's actually space in between, where there's a, a, a call, a higher call that's uh, out of love, that's not sitting in the judgment seat, which is incorrect, but it's not celebrating the things that we are worried will lead someone to you know, pain and anguish in their own lives either. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that'll be great to dig into in the next podcast. <laughs>